does this? No, come on. Oh, how many times I should say, that's enough from me. I'm not going to watch this shit. I'm done. I'm done with WWE. I'm not going to watch this until it's, they're going to fuck up real hard or, I don't know, something real insane going to happen. And now since then, what, two weeks happened? Two weeks, three weeks gone past and I'm doing another fucking video, another fucking podcast about WWE. What? Wow. For the first time in life, I think I'm speechless, which is obviously bullshit because first of all, not the first time, second of all, I have so many fucking words, but I'm not sure whether I want to talk about this or not, because at one hand, it wasn't like the worst, worst, worst show ever, on the other, it's so clear that they are fucked. And that's exactly going to be my point, because I'm not going to do step-by-step review of the show, because I'm quite honestly going to miserably fail, because there were so many fucking segments on the show. You can fucking... You can fucking try and count them, but you're going to forget about one or two or 25, maybe. Oh, fucking hell. This show... This show is epitome of... Desperation. You know, we all been talking, oh, WWE needs something to, you know, pop the ratings. They need something to be fresh, be new. And we meant by this, you need to build up new stars. How do they think about this? We need to make some weird shit that we're going to forget about in a couple of weeks. And I'm right, Shane. Ain't I'm right. What the fuck was... Oh, no. Oh. This show... You know, before the show started, I saw the reports saying that, oh, they sh- this is going to be a shit show. Nobody knows what the fuck are they doing. Nobody knows what the fuck they're going to do next. And looking at the show, you're like, oh, yeah, I can clearly see it. They were so desperate to somehow hype this week, but also hype the next week. So how can we do this? I know. Let's officially make the matches for next week without any build, with minimum build, with some history on next week's Raw and announce it here. I think I'm a genius. You know, like Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. From out of fucking nowhere! Or was it like Samoa Joe confronting Seth Rollins? Yeah, that's interesting. We haven't seen Samoa Joe in a ring. We don't know if he's clear. The problem is, I fucking witnessed this before WrestleMania. Yeah, remember? They tried to build KO versus Seth Rollins. And what do we know from this feud? Oh yeah, Big Show was there, Samoa Joe was there, AOP were there. What the fuck? Why do I need to hear to see this shit over and over and over again? Something new, something fresh. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. That's what they think about this. Uh, I'm not even want to talk about Raw Underground. What the fuck was this shit? Uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you just a couple of things. Apollo Crews came back from, from out of fucking nowhere. Retained his title against MVP. There was some sort of... oh. The weather, that's why the lights are flickering, that's why the microphones do not work at this and that segment. It was the debut, 
in quotes of uh, in quotations of the new team, the new faction, which was supposed to debut tonight, but they debuted on Twitter mostly because of that. Look, security cam captured capture this five hoodie man or maybe one woman. Uh, and uh, they throwing cocktail Molotov into some sort of a fucking system, and you think to yourself, "Hmm, it could have been cool. It should have been cool. Some some sort of Watchdogs two wipes, you know? Some weird motherfuckers throwing it, hacking everything, and you think, yeah, it can work. Oh wait, <gasps> it's WWE, baby. We don't give a fuck. This was." Purely pathetic a little bit. It looked kind of cool in a way But also looking at those dudes. It was like are you fucking ninjas? Why the fuck are characters Zaren's ninjas throwing cocktail molotovs? What the fuck is going on? Oh wait, those are the new faction Oh, oh. <sniffs> Okay Goodbye, I'm done like, come on, straight away you think to yourself, what the f- uh, uh, What? So they are some sort of terrorists. Again, it can be cool. You just produce it right. Uh, produce it right in WWE, you, you can imagine, don't work very well together. Ugh, fucking hell. It was like, meh, whatever. Could have been way, way better. Uh, again, Apollo Crews came back, retained the title. MVP, for some reason, said... You remember those shit, you know, rematches that kind of, they kind of deleted themselves. The Shane McMahon or someone else said, there will be no more rematches. You know what I'm about to do? You know what I'm about to do? I want my fucking rematch versus Apollo Crews at SummerSlam. That's what I want. And Apollo said yes. What the fuck is going on? Why the fuck is this going on? What? Why? Why the fuck? And this is the first segment of the night. Whoo, baby, we up to the great, great show. No, no, we're not. Uh, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's pissed me off again? Oh, yes, the KO show. It's like, we don't have anything planned for KO, even though he won a WrestleMania twice. And we need to do something with Ruby Riot. <gasps> I know. Let's do the KO show with Ruby Riot. I'm telling you, I'm a fucking genius. Oh my god. And you know what? They discussed the fact that Liv Morgan is not there. Oh wait, she's here. This heartwarming re relationship, reunion, whatever. And then I fucking conics appear and they... And they, and they fight it, but the problem is, it could have been good if you would properly build this up. But because you didn't know what's gonna happen with Liv when she will reappear, you fucked the story up. Come fucking completely. How? Oh yes, we're gonna let Ruby Riot loose to the Iconics, which is fine. We're gonna let Ruby Riot loose to Peyton Royce, which is fine. We're gonna let Ruby Riot win against Peyton Royce. Wait, what the fuck? We're gonna let Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair win against the fucking Iconics. What the fuck am I doing wrong with my fucking life? This is not how it's supposed to go. Now, Ruby Riot had her redemption. Now she only focused on Liv Morgan. Kinda, even though she can say, huh. 
Maybe I do not need Liv Morgan to succeed. Maybe I need someone like Bianca Belair. Hmm, good idea. Fuck this shit. Fuck it up. Let's put Liv Morgan back. They're gonna kind of reunion. Uh, they're gonna have some sort of reunion. They're gonna beat the Iconics. And then, and then poof. They're friends again. Incredible. You might think, well, so far, two segments, real poor. Well, what about, what about next? Were there anything good at the show? And I'm telling you, yes, there was one real good, fucking near incredible segment between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. Randy Orton, aka, I'm the best dude in WWE right now. I've been booked perfectly, so please get the fuck out of here. And Drew McIntyre, who a lot of people. <clears throat> Not necessarily like they saying, "Ha, huh, disgraceful champion! Ha, huh, look at the ratings!" <laughs> yeah, those fucking idiots. I mean, it was incredible. Like it was proper, proper great segment between those two. Great promo from Drew on Randy saying that, "Randy, you know you are a fucking moron. You're supposed to elevate other stars, but instead you're dragging them down. Instead of helping them out like Ric Flair helped you before." You just putting them aside and saying that I am the best and I will forever be. You also should have been fired because you know, yes, I've been fired, but I took a lot of pride. I took a lot of experience after I've been fired. I became better. I became one of the greatest. I became the chosen one that I should have been from the very get-go. You on the other hand, should have been fired multiple times, never once took any responsibility for what you did, and look where it led you to be. You are a top star, but what cost? This was fucking incredible, I'm telling you. Real, real, real good. And then, for some reason, how I said before, KO will fight against Randy Orton because he confronted with Ric Flair. Wah? Wah? I don't fucking know. There was Nia Jax segment, which was... Ha! <sighs> for fucking ever. Akira Tozawa segment. Ah! Oh, God. Poor, poor Akira. Poor, poor... Poor, poor fucking me for watching this garbage. And then... Oh, yes. <sighs> Can you believe this? Raw... Underground. Excuse me again. Raw underground. What the fuck is this? You know, some people were desperate to see something different from WWE, AW during the pandemic. And this, this should be it, right? This should be real cool. This should be fun. This is so fucking bad. It looks bad. It it's just so so desperate. It screams. Oh look, we have near naked girls dancing around. We had fighting like like bro for all. Oh shit! Now uh, like uh, 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 like UFC. Yeah yeah. MMA. Yeah, not bro for all. No 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 no. Only in a shitty environment and with visual disturbness and d d just just fucking awfulness because. We have a very, very 
poor looking basement. We have some new dudes or kind of new dudes beating another dude in a matter of seconds. Then we see fucking Viking Raiders or one and a half of Viking Raiders beating another dude in five fucking seconds. And it's like, oh, so you want to try to tell me that this is the new Viking Raiders, right? The, the fucking, the machines, the guys who are ready to kill with the bare hands, like proper Vikings. Not the fucking comedy act that we witnessed for two months, three months, five months, a year, whatever it was. It's uh, The time is weird thing during lockdown. <clears throat> but, uh... <laughs> This was fucking weird. This was fucking garbage. But you know what even what was even worse? They cut back from the first underground segment to the real life to Monday Night Raw and they were like, "Well, that was weird. But it looked cool, right, guys?" So, let's see what they have next a little bit later on. And you're like, "Oh, so it's not going to be in full third hour." It's going to be just a desperate five-minute clips from time to time. Oh. And Shane McMahon is the one who commentates this and produces this. Oh, no. Shane McMahon. 2020. Is going on? I mean, I know what the fuck is going on. You all know it's low ratings. That's what the fuck is going on. But what the fuck was this shit? Then, oh, oh, Andrew Gaza beated Angela Dawkins and Andrada beated Montes Ford. That should be fun. You can tell the story that, oh, yeah, Andrade and Angel Gaza are shit team. Kinda, but, you know, when they fight in alone, they are one of the best solo wrestlers in WWE. Who fucking knows? Maybe in the whole world. Uh, that's not what happened. Montez Ford, you know, died. Well, kinda. He's been poisoned, he had a heart attack, and he lost Andrade. What? Excuse me, what the fuck? Well, yeah, he was kind of poisoned, he couldn't properly wrestle, he was fucking dying out there, and he lost. No, I don't give a shit that he lost, he was fucking dying on the ring, what the fuck is this story? Oh yes, this is the, the fucking creativeness, or I better put it in words, oh yes, I have no idea what the fuck am I about to do, so let's do some weird shit. Oh, oh, and the worst part is, so... You could have told the story that they are a good solo bad team because they lost to Street Profits before as a team for some fucking reason because they're gonna fight at SummerSlam for the titles. Of course they need to lose to the champions. They can beat them solo, but instead you focus on the wrong shit and now nobody took this match real serious because the, everybody knows how it's gonna go. Andrade and Angel Gaza are gonna win. They're gonna be champions for a little while, drop the titles. And fight against each other. That's it. You don't need to overcomplicate this with some weird, shitty storyline with Montes Ford dying in the fucking ring. Uh, I'm getting angry. Like, <clears throat> proper angry. My voice is gone. I'm fucking gone. I don't know. I don't fucking know. 
and of course uh, the kind of good kind of dirty part of the show uh, what the fuck am I want to talk oh yeah Seth Rollins says oh what the fuck Dominic go fuck yourself you want a match against me that's skewed go fuck yourself then Samoa Joe stands up starts you know saying no dude fuck you can you please accept the fucking challenge? And then Dominic attacks again with a candlestick and Seth Rollins accepts the challenge. Oh yes, did I forget to tell you? Uh, Dominic said, I want to fight against you at SummerSlam. He accepts. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't mind this. I'm getting tired of Monday Night Messiah character. That's a little bit of truth from me i am not really happy how they portrayed it some weeks some weeks is great some weeks is meh his promos are good but you know i've been desperate for some conflict between uh, either in the team either uh, characters conflict between himself and we kind of get it last week, or week before, where he forced uh, Murphy to poke the out of Alistair Black. Oh yes, Alistair Black, poor, poor guy. New character needed, he already posted on Instagram, on Twitter, so that he needs to find his new self. Kind of accepts the fade, and... <laughs> oh jeez, hope is gonna be good, probably will be shit, or he will be doing absolutely nothing exactly what he was doing with Alistair Black character. Wow, what a surprise. I can't ever even scream. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Uh, again, this segment was fine. Uh, they had some conflict that time with Murphy. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, they can do something real good or they completely can fuck it up in a couple of weeks. Because, did you forget, SummerSlam is in two weeks' time. You will not believe it, because I completely fucking forgot about this. They still don't know what the fuck they're gonna do next week, because it was two shows, they're gonna tape it this week, well, yesterday, they taped this week's Raw and next week's, but reports were saying this show was fucking nonsense without a script, and next week is still incomplete. Wow. What a great company, right? Fucking desperate for views, and you can understand this because everybody who says on Twitter and Instagram and said, "Oh, this is not the most important thing. Nobody gives a shit about the ratings." Yeah, fans can say, "Well, well fucking ever." Advertisers, advertisers will say, "Yo, what the fuck? Why are the ratings so low?" And they did. They asked why the fuck SmackDown and Raw ratings are so low. And it's because, well, pandemic. And we're trying to create new stars, by the way. Just so you don't worry, you know. Okay, great. You're saying you, it's because of pandemic. But they said themselves that, oh, but AEW and NXT, they have some drops. But mostly they either have their own, like, 700,000, 600,000, 800,000 views that are gonna go from week to week. And sometimes even increases about 850. So they have new viewership. If not every week, then from time to time. You, on the other hand, go below the normal numbers. Hitting fucking all-time lows. And you telling us that that's just because of pandemic? Well, we agree that there are some 
problems in WWE right now, but yes, mostly it's because of pandemic. It's so desperate right now. They still yet to find the venue where they're gonna perform uh, the SummerSlam. So plans are up in the air. Will it be on the boat? Probably will not. Maybe will be some segments. Will it be on the beach? Probably will not. We will see. Will it be in a performance center? Probably, actually. Because it's two weeks before the show. They yet to find the location. They have some matches announced, some matches in plan. Plans can always change. Not in a week time, in an hour or two. Because, well, that's WWE right now. They're desperate for anything. And it's just sad. It's just fucking sad to see what are they doing. You know, uh, the underground could have possibly worked if they would do everything right. But this shit will die in a month time if it's gonna last that long. I would assume SummerSlam will be the last time we're gonna hear about underground. If we're gonna be real realistic. Especially, actually, I'm going to be very intrigued. Well, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be intrigued in a second because let's just end Monday Night Raw with the fact that Dolph Ziggler beated someone, if I remember. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler beated some sort of jobber, um, MVP, and his uh, and Sheldon Benjamin and uh, Bobby Lashley appeared. Said, "Now we run the show," and that's how the show ended. Yeah. Quite anticlimactic. The jobbers that run the show. Incredible slogan. You should definitely, definitely, definitely use it. Uh, so, yeah, fuck this row. It was... Oh my god. What the fuck was this? That's pretty much how you can summarize the show. But what I'm intrigued is this week's ratings. Because they were desperate to get some. They announced Shane. They announced someone else. Something else. But I'm really, really intrigued about the third hour, because third hour had the lowest of them all in two weeks. So first week it was Big Show Randy Orton demo, got the lowest demo in history of WWE. Uh, previous week it was the third hour got 1.4 million viewers. So real, real shit. And this time they announced Raw Underground for the third hour. And I'm really intrigued. What people thought about this, because maybe they decided to tune in, check it out, and after five minutes decided to get the fuck out of here like they normally do, or did everyone were like, what the fuck is this, and just didn't even want to watch it, or did they stick around, maybe until the end of the show, watch this, and then made up their opinion? It's going to be very interesting to see, will it go even below 1.4, will it be 1.3 or lower, and what the hell will be the, the overnight uh, <clears throat> ratings, because I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to have slight increase, but at the same time, I said the same thing about last week's draw, I hope it's going to get below 1.4 in general, 1.5, but realistically, I knew it's probably gonna get a you know couple thousand viewers more maybe ten thousands in reality got less and this week again i wouldn't be surprised if it's gonna get like 10 to fifty thousands more viewers but actually not gonna be surprised it's gonna have 10 to 100 thousand less if not more <clears throat> you know i don't know how to end this 
my voice is fucked. I need to do another video or podcast about FA Cup final. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm gonna do it today. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. My voice is fucked. I don't know how to end this shit. I'm just gonna say that this role was fucking pathetic in a way that maybe there was some good stuff. I would say great promo from Randy and Drew. One or two good okay matches, but everything else was just desperation in its purest. It was just. Please watch us, we're a little bit edgy, please watch us, we have an underground, please watch us, there's some sexy ladies dancing. I hope that the ratings will still go down this week and next week, and even after SummerSlam there will be a slight increase, but the one that will make you feel like it was just pathetic extreme rules or something, not the second biggest show of the year. Not because I want WWE to close, because WWE is a is a wrestling company that put me put wrestling on the map for me. You know, I found out about wrestling only because of WWE and my brother. So of course I want only the best for WWE, but this best gonna be achieved only if Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard and all his system will disappear. And I hope the ratings will go down, so he he's gonna have to fire Bruce Prichard, and then there will be no one left to blame. Yeah, pandemic obviously is gonna be a big, big valuable point, like, oh, we have a pandemic, but... Now, it's been going for five months, and instead of slight increases, like with AEW or NXT, we've seen downfall after downfall. And with major sports coming back, I would expect it's going to be even severe damage to the to the ratings. There is not a lot I can say more, so I'm just going to end this here. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.